Today on Hoops and Cards, this is Gary welcoming you back to another great episode after Memorial Day weekend where we saw lots of uh, lots of fantastic NBA basketball, almost like a reverse of the first week of the playoffs, but some teams like the Clippers waking up and I had buried them in my mind. The Wizards staving off the sweep last night and today's episode we're going to focus on a few things that I think really should be decided during the playoffs. One is the uh, Most Valuable Player Award. You look at my countdown for those and some guys who should not have been in the conversation and some guys who I think should have. That's just what I'm talking about. And then also I want to give you an update from uh, my PSA subs. That's the, the submissions that I've sent cards into PSA. I have, I'm waiting on four groups that I sent in. The first one was end of September last year. And I've been watching the updates, like checking PSACard.com every hour, pretty much, hitting that refit, refresh button, spamming that thing. I finally got an email from them saying, your grades are in. And of course, I couldn't wait. But I want to tell you about my experience and a little teaser for mail day. Hopefully that's going to happen soon. And uh, we'll also get around to talking about the Brooklyn Nets and the big three looking like really big three this weekend. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and yes, my old Cavalier friend, Kyrie Irving. So without further ado, another episode of Hoops and Cards. Let's get after it. Hey, 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 Gary here, welcoming you to another episode of Hoops and Cards after Memorial Day weekend. And guys, an exciting month ahead of NBA playoffs. Lots of you going to, and I can't wait for the next live card show. Got some awesome ones here. I'm in Northeast Ohio. Where are you at? Man, I just got uh, some messages this weekend from some of our listeners. It's so fun to hear from you. A lot of those are direct messages, DMs on Instagram, and uh, love to hear where you're listening from and whatever questions that you have. I am today going to talk a little bit about the NBA MVP race, and I know that gets that gets listed as a guy's major accomplishment in his career. Giannis, a two-time MVP. LeBron, I don't know how many MVPs he's got. I believe Steph Curry has one or two. But this year's finalists, as you guys probably know, Nikola Jokic, Stephen Curry and Joel Embiid. And when I heard that those guys were the three finalists, you know, I'm glad that they have finalists. I'm glad that they have some sort of a process. Uh, Not sure if I trust it. Sorry, Sixers fans. Uh, I was a bit shocked to see those three guys chosen. Now, let me get this out of the way. Not the Joker. I think he is fully deserving of being a final three uh, candidate for the most valuable player in the league this year. But it was the other two guys. I didn't feel like Joel Embiid played enough games, and when he did, I didn't feel like... I shouldn't base it on my feelings. Like, look at the stats. The guy was not nearly as dominant or of a game-changer as some of the other guys they could have considered. Same for Steph Curry. I think for sure, when he wants to erupt and go for 40, 50, whatever, hit a bunch of threes, take over in the fourth quarter, like, he's he's still Steph Curry. So, But he didn't play enough games... And his resume, to me, 
as a guy whose team didn't even make the playoffs. You've already heard me say this. Yeah, the play-in game. Well, you lose two play-in games and uh, you're irrelevant in June. I don't consider you most valuable uh, in a way that matters. And so, like, I, even, even just a play-in guy, I, I'm not sure I would have looked at Steph Curry as a top three. If we move it out to, you know, top 10 or who's the best player in April, okay. But this was most valuable for the whole season. And so my top three would have included some mix of, yeah, the Joker, for sure, Damian Lillard. Come on, how is that guy not in the mix? For sure, Russell Westbrook. We've all talked about his historic accomplishments, averaging a triple-double for a season again. For sure, Luka Doncic. Look at the numbers and look at his team and look at their seeding in the playoffs and tell me that guy isn't more valuable to his team than, than a lot of people. And yeah, I think Giannis was more deserving of consideration. So all of those guys would be in my MVP race. And I, you know, I was going to do a countdown. I did a lot of statistical research for you. Uh, I have got figures. What I think matters is if the category, if if the award is given to the best overall player and his impact on his team, number one, I think you do have to look at the full season. So guys who didn't play, you know, more than 50 games, or 55 games this season, I don't think they should be considered. Yeah, I don't think LeBron, as much as I love LeBron, I don't think James Harden, I don't think Kevin Durant, there's so many good Donovan Mitchell, I don't think these guys should be, even though they had MVP type performances in a given week or month, I don't think those, you're looking at the whole season. You're looking at the whole season, and and I think you're also looking at guys whose teams uh, that the team was valuable, that the team accomplished something. So, suppose Again, Steph Curry, well, your team your team made the play-in and then you didn't make the playoffs. Zach Levine, you had a career, like, uh, an incredible season, but you didn't, like, you get what I'm saying. So when I think of most valuable, I think of guys that carry their team for 65, 70 games. That's where the Joker, man, with Jamal Murray's injury even, the Joker elevating the play of his team, averaging for mo- for much of the season, a triple-double. A center who is transforming the position. Guys, I, I, I just got right to it, didn't I? He's my MVP. Nikola Jokic is my MVP, period. He's the league's MVP. He put Denver on his back for much of the season. He elevated the play of his team and of Michael Porter Jr. So it's not just that he had to score more. It's that that Jokic found him the ball. And that Jokic facilitates the offense. And he's doing it all from the center position. He's a a stretch five that can shoot. I mean, but he also averages, you know, double-digit rebounds. So, yeah, I I think he has earned the Most Valuable Player Award this season. Again, I would say, even though we've seen them do this before, guys like Giannis, guys like Russell Westbrook, Guys like Luka Doncic, all of them deserved consideration as top three, top four. Luka not having a ton of help really this year. You could look at Porzingis and say he's been a disappointment. When he's been healthy, you can look at Tim Hardaway and say, you know, when that guy goes on a tear for a week or two, wow, but then he takes a week off or then he gets, I just haven't felt like Luka has the supporting cast. So, but he's, he's elevated his team to a a, a for sure playoff spot. And then I love Damian Lillard. I think 
he deserves consideration, possibly as my runner-up for this award. I think Julius Randle deserved a few votes for MVP. Like I said, the playoffs should help us see which players have really stepped up their games. And these are the most valuable moments of the season. So maybe maybe MVP should wait a few weeks. I don't know. I think either way, it's fair to give it to Jokic. It's fair to say he's redefined the position. He's elevated his team. He's made the guys around him better. He's done everything you can in the stat, you know, the stat box. What are the stat lines? I don't know. I think he's set the stage for other young centers. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sabonis. I'm looking at you, future Jaron Jackson. I'm looking at all these big men who are becoming passing big men. Zion, point forwards. I think I think Jokic has set a new wave. Denver has allowed him to create a new role in the NBA of center that facilitates. Now, it's not new for a team to run their offense through a center. That's not what I'm talking about. But you never saw Hakeem Olajuwon or Shaquille O'Neal averaging double-digit assists for a month. <laughs> like, the Joker is no joke. He's the man. And his card values, I think if he takes the team to the finals, a lot of people... It's funny to notice how the Clippers and Lakers, man, when they, when May hits, when June hits, yeah, they are the best. Yeah, they do know how to take over. We'll see how Anthony Davis, how his injury affects the Lakers. Uh, these are some of the most valuable months, weeks of the season. But the whole season, impacting the playoffs, transforming his team, re, re, just totally renewing, re, revising what the center position can be. I'm going with Nikola Jokic. My runner-ups would be a tie between Lillard and Doncic. And if I had to say who's third or fourth, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's Russell Westbrook, who would get some first-place votes way down the list. Steph Curry had a nice April. Good job. I don't see you as better than Bradley Beal. And uh, I think somebody should give Bradley Beal his due. So Devin Booker his due. Good players. Joker's the MVP. Who's your MVP, guys? Let's 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 go at it. Give me your thoughts in the DMs or on my comments. Great ball rotation, Middleton, Giannis downhill, slams it home, and the Bucks lead by three. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I got an email finally from PSA. Guys, I uh, about a year and a half ago is when I got back into cards as a collector and investor and really, really discovered how much a, a card value goes up, a card's uh, demand goes up the way it looks gets so much better when it is graded and PSA being the the you know the most popular or the gold standard or the 
brand name that everybody was coming after. I I decided I was going to join as a member at PSA. So about, I don't know, just under a year ago, I joined as a member at PSA and you get 15 free subs, free card submissions, free vouchers, whatever. And so I put together about my best, um, you know, my best 15 cards are ones that I, I did some research on eBay sales, how big of a difference the card value would, you know, jump if you saw that it was a PSA 9 or a PSA 10, which was great. And I put those submissions together, a few cards from each sport, not just basketball. So I was excited to see how that would increase the value of my cards. And I have told you guys on previous episodes, I started with a limited budget, uh, bought and sold raw cards, mostly on eBay, some in person, getting lucky at retail stores, you know, once in a while. But yeah, it was it was pretty rare. And uh, I just realized, you know, if I'm going to level up, if I'm going to increase the value of my card collection or my my investments here, that grading was the way to go. And so I did, you know, economy, you know, 15 or $20 a card to have them graded. Filled out, it was a pretty clear, easy process on PSA to fill out a uh, submission form and write any notes you want and choose a minimum grade, all the things and uh, I, I wrote, this is so funny, I wrote on my, my notes for the, the first submission, I said, hey guys, uh, thanks for grading my cards, it's my, my very first time doing this, you know, I'm hoping for at least a few tens. <laughs> I, I have no problem asking, looking back, that's, that's pretty funny, because I know how many thousands, millions of cards they get, and, and it was, it, it, basically these were sent in early October, they arrived, PSA uh, entered them into their system, like I think it was October 28th. So you're talking about seven months ago, maybe a little more than seven months ago, right? That I sent 15 cards in and I chose 15 cards that I thought their their values would jump based on what they were valued at last October. Well, <laughs> you know, some cards since then have gone way up. Some have gone way down. Some card values have changed and, and there's cards that I'm like, I don't know if I'd get that graded again. I don't know if that's in as much demand now as it was. I don't know if that Cam Newton Topps Chrome card needed to be sent to PSA back then when I'm sitting on a bunch of other, you know, halfway decent cards. Uh, you know, Cam Cam just didn't turn out. So so here I am and uh, waiting and watching and logging onto my PSA site for several months. They they shut down, you know, they're not accepting new submissions until July 1 and and rumor is that they're going to extend that and not accept them in, into, you know, until September or something. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. How many how many cards have they processed in the last uh 6 months and how how far back is their backlog for them to totally shut down a lot of their normal services. So so yeah, I've been hitting refresh watching the cards. Now they, they're finally starting to progress. They have eight stages, you know, grading, quality assurance, and now in shipping. So I got an email saying, hey, your first submission is in the last stages of the PSA grading process. They are ready to be shipped and your grades are ready. And I was like, <laughs> take a deep breath. And I remember that email hitting my account and going, my grades are ready. Do I want to see them? Do I want to wait and open them? Like big surprise? No, <clears throat> I wanted to see them. 
but I got this email in the middle of the day and I'm like, I, I, taking a phone call, I got stuff I gotta do. I'm like, I just wanna see my grades. So finally did get to go in and log into the PSA system and see what my grades are. And uh, I wanna give you some updates on that without, without, without spoiler alerting my next uh, episode about this because I wanna do one of those unboxing, one of those mail day, you know, where we talk about each card and as if you care, right? But I, I wanna do that as, a, as an example for some of you that, that you, you're looking at grading as, hey, I could, I could make some money. I, I wanna know that my cards are mint for a while, I, I I would consider sending a submission to PSA, even if I have to wait a year, I don't care. Like for a lot of us, it's still worth it, you know? So I'm not gonna do spoiler, but I wanna talk about uh, what I've learned in this process. And that email from PSA really, I mean, really has made my day, my week. I don't wanna say my month, June just started, but it's been good. Gotta hurry, he'll step back three. So the email from PSA came and uh, the shipment has not arrived yet. I have 15 cards coming that basically they've been there so long I forgot that I own them. Which uh, makes this feel like Christmas. Like, it makes it feel like this is some exciting news. Like I'm getting this first of four groups back that I sent in. And uh, the this first one is full of cards that, that there were a couple that I wanted for my personal collection. So a couple of really cool looking LeBron James cards, recent cards. And, and then lots of cards that I would say if you buy them raw, they were in the, the 10 to $30 range. But as I looked at those last fall, if those were graded, the the 10s were selling in the $500 and up range and the 9s were selling in the 200 to 300 range. So I thought, you know what? Uh, this is a chance for me, if I spend a couple hundred dollars on a PSA membership, get all these graded, I'll be able to A, make some money uh, on these cards and their values, B, preserve some cards I want to keep for the long term, like those LeBrons I just mentioned to you, and then C, yeah, there were, a, I would say at least half of those cards, I know you can't half 15, so at least eight of those cards, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to get these graded and then sell them, so I'm one of you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a mutt. I'm a, I'm a mix between a collector investor and a flipper. And, uh, even some of these cards, I would think to hold for the long term. And I got this email back from PSA and it says, Hey, your cards are ready to be shipped. Here are all the grades. Do you want to see them? And I, I'm just going to say guys, um, you know, I don't have a professional I for grading. I just looked for cards that were centered, didn't have any uh, specific blemishes. The cards looked sharp enough to me with uh, with my reading glasses and, you know, comparing them with other cards that I had. And uh, I just got to say, when I went in and saw those grades, I was pleasantly surprised that I did tell them, you know, I, all these cards I want at least a nine on. And looking back on it, I wish I had said eight, but at least a nine on. And, and I asked nicely, can you please give me at least one or two tens? 
Well, I'll tell you this, more than half of them uh, scored as a PSA 10. And I can't wait to get them back. And uh, just want to say this as an encouragement to you that are considering grading. Some things I did learn, number one, obviously we've all learned, you might have to wait a long time. You might have to wait a year or more. Some of you guys have stories like mine where, hey, it's been six months or more. The card values have changed. I wouldn't have sent in that Brandon Clark green prism base. It wasn't base. It's green prism parallel. I wouldn't have done it. Wouldn't have sent the Cam Newton tops chrome in because who is Cam Newton right now? He's nothing compared to some of the other guys I would have sent in. So you have to pick, I think, cards that you are, you're saying, hey, no matter when I get this back, I still want to grade it. I still see value in it, right? And no matter what season it is, I'll be glad to get it back. And then I'm not going to be in a hurry to sell it. I'm in a place where when I get this package back from PSA, financially, I don't have to sell these immediately. Some of them are out of season cards. Like if I get some of these basketball cards back that maybe I, I intend to sell, should I sell them in August when everything is down and it's the basketball off season? No, but I do see a lot of, uh, investors, dealers, collectors putting out lots of graded cards for sale now. And, and that's fine. I would just say, you don't have to sell now, man. You, uh, you can hang on until November, December, build up for the next NBA season, or you can hang on for a long time. Like I said, a couple of these cards will be PC or long-term holds for me, but I have learned that I still want to do this. I'm curious what the PSA prices are after they open up again, because I got in at a good deal and I got in three more group submissions that I'll be receiving hopefully sometime this summer. Like I'm not getting my hopes up that, that uh, group number two is going to come back anytime soon. I'm just glad that number one is lined up for shipping. I can't wait to share some of those results with you and more learnings in that process. But grading is a good idea. And I love seeing that some of our other uh, more famous content creators and podcasts are talking about other grading options. You know, PSA is not the only game in town. Look at HGA, SGC, look at those CSG, these other ones that are out there and say, hey, uh, this might be affordable for me or this might be faster for me because uh, there are some great deals out there. And um, I noticed that Sports Card Investor, that site recently did a review of all the different grading companies other than PSA. So I'm just going to refer you to them, not try to reinvent the wheel myself. Look at, look at their reviews of what's been done and see what's out there. My grading experience looks like it's going to be good so far. So that email from PSA, thank you guys. Uh, worth the wait. No timeouts for Milwaukee. Holiday for the lead, puts it in with two seconds remaining. 112-111, and the Grizzlies call their final timeout. And last but not least, guys, let's talk a bit about the playoffs. Let's talk about the last few days in the NBA. I, I should not have doubted Kawhi or Paul George. These guys have stepped up, and it'll be fun to see how this series progresses and what Luka and company can bring back. 
Uh, I want to I say, too, we finally got to see the Nets' big three actually play like it, and James Harden adjust his game once again to be the point guard and get the other two, Durant and Kyrie, as many shots as they can. I, I, I have a hard time believing anybody is going to beat a Brooklyn team that's doing that, but I have just as tough a time believing that they're actually going to do it in three, four, and five weeks. I, I am still... It's not about being a skeptic. I just don't think it's going to happen. That sounded like counterintuitive. My point is these guys, all three of them have to be firing uh, and, and closing in on 30 points each as an average for Brooklyn to have a chance to win the East. I mean, Milwaukee is on fire. Those guys know their roles Giannis has more help than ever. Brooke Lopez stepped up the other day. I don't know if anybody noticed that. All they need literally is like one game a series from him like that. But Bryn Forbes, uh, Bobby Portis, there's a lot to like about Milwaukee. I'm just saying, as you look at the cards involved, I before the playoffs, uh, you may remember I talked about James Harden as a legitimate goodbye and all three of these guys if you believe Brooklyn's going to win it all then then I suppose all three of these guys might be buys I I wouldn't be sure which one to buy except to say that Harden is the only one that hasn't done it yet meaning win a title Kyrie has won a title with Cleveland Kevin Durant has won a title with Golden State James Harden is the newcomer and this is a new team Brooklyn altogether winning it I don't think it's going to happen. And here's here's my concern, you guys. I, I'm i about to say something that's going to sound like I'm Debbie Downer. For a guy who's done several episodes called Five Buys, I'm not sure I'm buying anything right now. And that that is not a doom and gloom statement. That's a let's be smart about this, especially when it comes to established stars. I don't know what more Kawhi or Giannis can add to their card values. LeBron, Anthony Davis too. What can they add by making it to the finals or by winning a championship? What can they add that won't be taken away six weeks later when the off-season lull happens or gets worse and you'll wish you had bought then? I do think that's a different case for guys whose careers would be taking a significant leap. For example, if what if... What if Chris Middleton averages 30 over the next 10 games and he's the reason Milwaukee wins? Do you think he sees a jump? Yeah. What if Donovan Mitchell leads Utah to a seven-game series win over Brooklyn in which Donovan Mitchell averages close to 40 a game? Is that possible? Yeah. Is everything I just said about Donovan Mitchell possible for Damian Lillard or Luka Doncic? Yeah. Who knows? That's the excitement of what's going on in the NBA right now. That's also the uncertainty when it comes to the cards, the cards market. And so one of the things I would be concerned about Brooklyn, believing that those three stars are three of the best, what, three of the best six players left in the Eastern Conference playoffs, I wouldn't know which one to buy. And if I did, I wouldn't know which one's going to go up. I feel like a lot of KD... Uh, taking the Nets to a title has already been baked into his card values over the last year. And I'm not so sure that, uh, that, that Brooklyn will get the love or attention that they, they might earn or they might deserve. 
just by winning a title. I'm not so sure that's going to affect their card values. So that being said, I am excited and relieved. You've heard me talk about Ja Morant is for real. Yes. Donovan Mitchell is back. Yes. Chris Middleton has upped his game for sure. There, there are a lot of guys to be excited about right now. I'm just not sure that now is the time to buy. I would say this. If any of those guys would would take a leap and lead their team to the finals or lead their team to a championship, you know, I mean, think about this. If Joel Embiid and the Sixers win the NBA finals, uh, will I change some of my MVP thoughts? Sure. I think it should include the playoffs. Playoffs. Will Joel Embiid's cards experience a significant bump up if that happens? Probably. What I what I would take that to mean is if I have Joel Embiid cards, I should put them up for sale now. At if I'm doing eBay, I'd list them near the top end and put or best offer. Or list them at a 10, 15, 20% above comps, not because I'm a jerk that likes to milk people for another 10, 20%, but because, hey, uh, that listing is going to stay on there for a month. And if his team wins, the prices will go up to that and someone will buy. There's nothing wrong with posting stuff on eBay now that might sell in a month. So think about that with your Justin Herberts. He's a football player, people. (laughs) Think about that with your LeBron James and Anthony Davis cards. I've got one of my cards coming back from PSA is an Anthony Davis card. You know, uh, do I really want to sell it at today's value? No. If AD comes back healthy and he carries the Lakers to another championship, will I wish I had sold at the peak of that? Yes. Get what I'm saying? If you have them, now is not the time really to sell at a, at, in a buyer's market and just, just like take a loss on some of these, now would be the time to list them in case they jump up. Get them ready for a potential sale in the future. I think now is also the time. Here's another thing I'm doing, guys, around playoff season is to say, all right, it's June 1st. Maybe some of the guys I, I want to invest in are guys that are affordable right now, available as raw cards. I buy them raw and I submit them now, well, real soon to PSA, but now to another grading company or now to Starstock where they can be entered into the system and ready in time for, you know, four or five months from now, the beginning of the next NBA season. If that's going to be the next wave, yeah, you'll hear me talk a lot about that this summer. The next wave, you'll want to have graded cards ready and listed and available for people so that you can capitalize on that. I, I used to have this habit. I don't do it as often now, but like when I buy a card, determining in my mind, okay, here's what I'm going to sell it for. Here's, here's my um, exit point. So a few weeks ago, I bought a Jordan Clark. No, not Clark. There is no Jordan Clark. Jordan Clarkson, his, his son, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> I bought a Prism Pulsar red, white, and blue at the card show. And I was, I probably even told you guys about it. And I paid, I paid X amount of dollars. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. But I decided in my mind, you know what? A few days ago, I'm just gonna list it on eBay, triple what I paid for it, or best offer. 
a guy gave me an offer yesterday and I accepted. So did I triple my money on that? Almost. Did that guy get a good deal? Because Jordan Clarkson's going to keep going up from being an obscure nobody to being sixth man of the year. And we're talking about a Prism Pulsar rookie. That's a nice card to have. So you're welcome to whoever. <laughs> if you bought that card on eBay for me for you know what you paid, you're welcome. But I had an entrance point, you know, that was a few weeks ago and a lot cheaper. So I was happy to get a sale. And uh, what I'm saying is you can go in now. I haven't talked about him as much because there hasn't been much to say, but I just, I love Donovan Mitchell. Love him. And I'm, I'm awaiting some cards that I had sent away to have graded, but I'm starting to feel like, you know, maybe at today's prices, have you seen what a Donovan Mitchell Prism PSA 10 is going for right now? I'm thinking I need to get, get a few more Donnie Mitchells. I almost called him Donnie Mitchie. He probably wouldn't like that. It's Donovan Mitchell, Spider. Like, I, he's an incredible player. And Utah may not make it to the finals this year, but I fully believe they'll do it eventually with that young core and with uh, Bogdanovich and Mike Conley. Holy cow, Mike Conley, where has that been? What a stud. That's the guy he even talked about playing in Memphis and his old team and going against uh, John Morant. You have to love what Utah has put together. The, the NBA doesn't like, like a lot of the NBA teams don't like them. They've dissed them. But uh, what Donovan Mitchell and company have, they could go to the finals and I'll be, um, I'll be sitting here doing a full Donovan Mitchell episode because I think he's a future MVP. And uh, that's all I got. Playoffs, guys, watch them. At least watch the highlights. This is the, this is the most wonderful time of the NBA year. It is awesome. I'm concerned. I don't want to see guys get hurt like Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid. I don't want to see teams lose because their point guard, Jamal Murray, is out. But, boy, there's so many other players stepping up in the meantime, and it's a blast. So I won't say go Lakers this time. Maybe I'm, Maybe it's a go Jazz kind of a day. Who are you rooting for? Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on another episode of Hoops and Cards. Really is an awesome time with the NBA playoffs. And guys, I I love seeing our uh, listenership grow. I get stats every day and it's uh, it's fun to see where everybody's from. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those of you and and any of you, I don't want to invite you to uh, DM me or follow on Instagram at Hoops and Cards or on Twitter. We sometimes post uh, updates and we're going to do some giveaways as well at cards underscore hoops or hoops and cards podcast at gmail.com. Keep this on the down low, guys. We're working on an eventual website for all things hoops and cards. That's going to be a thrill. And we've got several uh, guest <laughs> guest appearances lined up on some of my favorite uh, podcasts in the sports card space. So really thrilled about that. Maybe I should do a show about Hey, here's all the other sports card shows you should listen to because there's so much good stuff out there, a lot more than there was a year ago. I'm just saying. It, it, I love being able to, when I'm driving, when I'm mowing the lawn, when I'm sometimes when I'm just doing mindless work, and other times when I'm sorting cards, uh, to listen to sports card podcasts, to listen to breaks and all that stuff. 
there's a growing community and it's a place to connect. So yeah, this isn't an advert for Anchor or Sports Card Investor or Lucas Tigers and Bronze or Pack to the Future or Slab Stocks or New Heart Cards or Park Boys or any of that stuff. Like this is just me saying I love I love being a part of sports card world. And uh, whether you are in Canton, Ohio, Miami, Florida, you're going to the National, or you are in the land down under, you are in Singapore, Philippines, like wherever you're at, it's fun, it's a blast. And uh, thank you for connecting with us. Hope you have an awesome week, and we'll see you at the next episode. Zion to his strong side. And go to the line. And he's a foul and never went out.